Well, see, that's why I was tempted to get that um, that Bond Aston Martin because, like, mm-hmm. I'm not a big car guy, but the Bond Aston Martin Lego set is just because I I like James Bond and it's, oh. it's a really cool set and like the yeah. the, the seat uh, ejector ejects out. Yeah, <laughs> I was gonna say, yeah. I'm not a big car guy either, but movie cars is a whole different thing. Like, well, that's yeah, why normal I got, cars. That's why I got like the one. Yeah, yeah. It's, I would, it's I would got, love like, having the guns the in it and everything. Back, back and, to the Future uh, DeLorean and stuff like that. Yeah. Did you see the license plate? It's like yeah. got the flippy license plate, so you can flip between like three different license plates to change. Uh, yeah. They don't do a lot. Of, I mean, I know that there's like a Porsche one and the Tugatti, and then there's like the Aston Martin from Bond, and then there's like the Fast and Furious cars. There, yeah, there's there a, was um, there's a, a Mustang. Mustang. Yeah. yeah. That's pretty nice. Because again, I'm not a big car guy, but like my favorite car in the world is like an is like a '69 Mustang. I would love to own one someday, but that's all I know about it. It just looks cool. Look, yeah, yeah. That's so that's it. how I was. So when they said when they were looking for somebody to trade, I was like, yeah, okay, yeah. Well, especially when things go out of are are like discontinued. Like I went to Barnes and Noble the other day, and they had the fucking Nintendo set and that treehouse set, and I've and I haven't seen the Nintendo set in in a store since it came out like months ago. Yeah, you can still order it, but I haven't seen it in stores in forever. Yeah, it's, it was so random. So it's like you just don't know. It's so... Yeah, like the um the Bugatti doesn't won't retire until late this year, so it's still an active set. But the Horizon, it's been retired for like ten years. That's cool. So it's going up and up and up in value. I'm like, okay, here I'll trade. Damn Lego bastards. Mm-hmm. It's, nice. like a four, it's like a four hundred dollar train. It's crazy right now. Jeez. I think originally, huh. I think originally it was a hundred dollar set, ninety nine ninety five. When it, when it came out, nice. yeah. that's not a bad trade. Uh-huh. Well then, as we share our our nerd fandom, because we're not just Star Trek guys, we like other stuff too. As oh, Dave will Star Trek. tell you oh, about all those other crap that he likes. Whatever. Mm-hmm. Whatever. <laughs> I'm fully expecting either a GL or a Firefly comment somewhere in this episode. Well, we went one whole episode without fancy. True. (laughs) I don't know. We're overdue. (laughs) We are overdue. That's true. I'm sure we'll work it in somewhere because that's what she said. It's got to have been what? At least three. (laughs) Also what she said. It's been at least. (laughs) No one's told me that. It's been three. Three three inches. What? What? Something like that. I don't know what you're talking about. I, I should put that on my dating app. Three just inches? Re- what? Just remember, it's the motion of the ocean. Yeah, well, it's really hard to get to England in a rowboat. Yep, it is really tough. Uh, Jeff Foxworthy. <laughs> All right. Welcome to the Nurtric Podcast, everybody. Thank you for joining us. Uh, I'm Jeff, and I'm here with Phil. Hey, everybody. And David. Hey, guys. Um. Yeah. Yeah, we're well. here. Yeah. We're we're here. I don't know. I'm in good spirits today. I don't know why. I'm not intoxicated, so there's always that. I, I was gonna say, how many good spirits have you had? <laughs> None today. No, Seriously. I. Wow. I try to spare our listeners. I do that maybe every five six weeks, so I'm not completely intoxicated during a whole week of, of podcast episodes. I don't know completely. <laughs> so I'm sorry. I still have to edit the ones for tomorrow. So yeah, the ones that are coming out in about twelve hours, I haven't edited those ones yet. So I need to work on that. <laughs> plenty, plenty of time. Plenty of time. Procrastinators Club of America. Which really isn't like our, our editing is not that hard. I, I slap some music on it and then I upload it to our website. It's 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 really not hard, which is what like, she said. And we're good. And then we're good. <laughs> um, honestly, the hardest part is trying to write the descriptions and be a little funny 
which I'm I'm not funny. So who knows? I, I tried doing that for our first like four episodes. I'm like, Jeff, you could do this. This could be <laughs> Jeff. This is <laughs> you can write these. You, know. you can write these captions in the two hundred episodes later. All right. What, what I want to ship go boom ship there. <laughs> yeah. Button. Someone like, there's either a disease, an explosion, or we're saving somebody. <laughs> what was the spinning wheel? How TNG writers write their stuff? <laughs> <TOS>. <laughs> Angry yep. Admiral Q fucks with shit. <laughs> I've got a TikTok for that. I'm going to post it in, in a few days, probably. Oh, you do? Which, by the time this comes out, it'll have already come out. So so everybody again, go to TikTok and follow Jeff underscore the underscore nerd and uh, get, get your daily dose of nerd TikTok. Please don't. I, I'm a 38-year-old man doing this, and there's there's no reason for me to be doing this. <laughs> Just a little more reason for everybody to drop you a follow. <laughs> Because Trainwreck is going to be magnificent. Oh, it is. God, I'm just going to crash and burn one day. And I'll yep. record it. And it's going to be, yeah, you're going <laughs> to upload that shit immediately. <laughs> it's going to be me drunk, just like. Oh, I fucking hate this. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Fantastic. We, we do have a point. We are, dis- today we're discussing the defector. Uh, TNG season three, episode 10, original air date, January 1st, 1990. We've made it to the 90s. Right? Yes. Dude, what a way to celebrate the new year. Fucking January 1st. They're just like, fuck it. We're, we're dropping, we're dropping this. an episode. We don't care. Because <laughs> the, the 90s are a solid time for Trek. I mean, you know, you've got TNG for a couple more seasons just by itself. And then DS9 Voyager start. Yeah. We'll have a solid run for the next 10 years. Right. I mean, because the Enterprise started in what, like 2000, 2001? Somewhere, I don't know. Yeah, and then we'll roll in rolling DS9, then straight into Voyager after that. Yeah, like, you've got multiple shows going man, on. So like the next 15 years. We're good. It is. Mm-hmm. Um, what I wanted to do first um is uh we're gonna have a guest on eventually or for this this person, but um she's actually so there's a um, if you go into Star Trek Twitter or onto Twitter and kind of the, some of the Star Trek groups, um, there is someone on there. Her her handle is at uh, Starfleet Queen One, uh, and she's actually doing a big uh, a drive right now to collect socks. Uh, it's called Socks for Flocks. So, um, and she's collecting socks for the Hollywood Food Coalition. Um, oh, are are you doing it? Or are you hey. just showing me a sack of socks? I have a big old pack of socks right here. Cool. But is it is it for that, or do you just keep a pack of socks on you at all? Yes, times? they just happen to be handy on my back desk here, <laughs> yeah, just yeah. For, for shits and giggles, in case I go through the other seven pairs I've got right here. Knew it. <laughs> my feet sweat a lot, so I go through some socks. That's good to know. Wow. Um. <laughs> so go on to Twitter. Go find <laughs> yes, her. She is uh, uh, at Starfleet Queen One. Uh, so yes, she is, and, and there's there's links on her page. It's going to be running for the next couple weeks. Basically, she's trying to collect socks for the for the Hollywood Food Coalition. Now, what they do, um, they help. It's basically a it's a food kitchen, but they collect things and they help distribute food and clothing and supplies to to the homeless around Los Angeles. Um, they're a greater uh, greater. The great organization, organization is a long word. There we go. There we go. <laughs> All this damn water I've been drinking. Um, and it's actually the the head of the board is actually John Billingsley, who played Dr. Phlox on Enterprise. So that's why it's Hence, called Socks for Phlox. Socks for Phlox. Mm-hmm. There you go. So uh, he is a very nice man. Um, I've met him a couple times. Uh, I, I go down and volunteer at the Hollywood Food Coalition. Um, sometimes they do basically people drop off like sack lunches that they've made and then those get distributed to people around Los Angeles. And I've helped uh, with that. So uh, go check it out if you can. And and then we did a giveaway not long ago. Um, 
uh, people had to donate, and then I was I sent them uh, like a gift bag. Big so for getting a gift pack, that was really nice. There was some good stuff in there, which mm-hmm. we we will probably do again eventually. Um, but go check it out. Either go to at Starfleet Queen One on Twitter, um, or go to the at Hollywood Food Co on Twitter. There's some links on there. You can donate money to them. You can donate the socks to them, um, or go go volunteer or wherever you can. That's my spiel for right now, but um, we're going to try and have her on soon so then she can uh, do this as well. So um, that's that's my spiel for right now. Very cool. cool. Awesome. Um, Great cause. Everyone support it. Absolutely. <laughs> Go help. All right. So let's get into the defector. I, th- I thought I had something funny to say, but I, I guess not. I don't know. We'll see if it comes up. Wait, wait, okay. We're funny? No, we manage to really. be funny sometimes. <laughs> no, I'm only I'm I'm funny for about 15 seconds, and then that's all that's needed. That's uh, it. Okay, that's, that's yeah, it. at a time. That's, that's how long it. TikTok videos are. Is that what you're telling me? <laughs> <laughs> I swear to God, see, it's like a kid gets a new toy, and that's how I am <laughs> with this. Because I'm like, oh my god, and and I text you guys all the time, and and I feel bad about it because it's like, oh god, Jeff's fucking doing TikToks again. And you're like, but this is, it's Don't fun feel for me. Bad. We would That's say good. that to you if we were just done with it. We'd be like, oh God, you're doing a TikTok again. Instead, we're like, ooh, ooh, what do you got now? What do you got now? Dance, <laughs> I sure as hell don't have the guts to do it. So, hey, it's nice that one of us does. I got nothing else to do. I swear. <laughs> well, because because what I'll do is I'll make them on like weekends where I don't have the kids. And then that way I've got like 10 in the, uh, like all saved up uh, uh, in my drafts. And I just release uh, them. So, um, God, there was a point for that. Okay. Okay. The, the defector. So, uh, kind of rough plot of this one is, um, a Romulan person defects to the enterprise and kind of, they're trying to figure out, is he telling the truth? Is it a ruse to kind of get the enterprise into the into the, the neutral zone? Uh, there's some back and forth. Um, and yeah, I don't know. I like this, this one overall. Um, that is a damn sexy, uh, Romulan scout ship. I'm just going to say it. Can't take much of a beating though. No, well, well, I know, but it's such a cool. I don't think we ever really see that ship again, do we? They don't show the scout ships again. Not really. It's and a if cool we do, ship. It's, it's very fleeting. Yeah, not like this where we had some nice action shots of it going through space and getting chased and stuff. Yeah, that was really cool to see, like this giant warbird like coming over and it's like shooting at it, and, and it's it just still like, amazes me. <laughs> it still amazes me how big the. the the Dietrich's class Romulan ship, like it's a massive it's ship. Massive. Yeah. Even when that's nose to nose with the enterprise, you can see how much bigger it is than the enterprise even. Oh yeah. Well, just it's ridiculous. And that's what, I mean, all the decks are in the front. Like, I don't think there's anything in the wings. It's that's just all like the engines and conduits and shit. Right. And crap. As far as I know. Yeah. Yeah. It's just, it's, it's like, a cool ship. Everything's in that forward, like nose looking section. Yeah. yeah it's like a big beak. <laughs> I dig it. Yeah, it's like a bird of prey. It is a bird. What? Of bird. How dare they? What? How do they say that? What? What? Yeah. What? 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 <laughs> um, so this is an interesting one. It's kind of, you know, it's sort of a Cold War-esque, you know, spy versus spy, sort of like, you know, do we trust him? Do we not trust him? Um, I I don't think TNG ever did the Romulans very well, um, even going into Nemesis, because Nemesis is not, is not my favorite film. Um, that's why I think I like... Uh, um, uh, Picard a bit better because it does dive into more of, of the Romulans. They were just they were way underused, you know, for me. That's fair. Yeah, there's a lot of potential there that could have been explored. 
Yeah, I mean, I'm glad at least with the Klingons, they're like, oh, they're friends now. We we can explore it. We can actually get their culture. But I just, ah, I feel like the Romulans. Everything's like, just, more. it's just a giant mystery. Yeah. Because I mean, but I even, guess it's kind of how the U.S. and Russia was. We didn't really know much about Russia or we, it was all propaganda or. Yeah. Or we weren't sure what to believe and what not to because of that. Yeah. Yeah. It's like, well, we think it's like this and this, but who knows? Because. They, every everything they send out is disinformation, so you, yeah. you have to pick and try and figure out what's real and what's not. Sure. Yeah. David? Well, that, that's absolutely right. It's very Cold War-esque. Like, and don't get me wrong, I'm taking it at your word that they didn't do the Romulans very well, but God, they're doing them better than TOS did already, so I'm like... Oh, yeah. <laughs> True. Um, yeah. But I definitely oh, no, like watching this when he came out in that horrible makeup. I was like, I, having seen Picard now, I was like, oh, they've improved on that. Like, <laughs> it's basically a prosthetic and like they, they darken his skin. It's way past a prosthetic, dude. That thing looks like the mask. Like, <laughs> just painted brown. <laughs> you smoke I, it. Yeah. By the time you get to Picard, they look kind of like space elves, which is kind of what they wanted the Vulcans to be. But they have a little bit just slightly different. Like they do a much better nuanced thing now. And yeah, well, looking at it, I'm like, who <laughs> are, are better now than they were 30 years ago too? space elves, space elves. And we're shooting in 4K now, so it's got to be better. <laughs> yeah. Well, but that's interesting, too, though, because people were get pissy about how the Romulans looked in uh, uh, uh the, the like newer looks mm-hmm. that they have like, you know, they they're like, Oh, they have Irish accents or they have like the stuff on their forehead, which is kind of how in like the Romulans of the JJ Abrams ones. Cause they came from our, or from this mm-hmm. timeline into that one. And people were like, Oh, they don't look the same with like, you know, a bowl cut. And I'm like, well, I'm sure there's different <laughs> species of Romulans. I'm sure they can look different. It's just like the Klingons. There's some darker skin, some lighter skin. Yeah. Some prominent ridges, some uh-huh. ridges. All I could think the moment he walked in with those big old shoulder pads and the bowl cut, I'm like, oh my God, it's a Minecraft character. Like, <laughs> <laughs> uh, what's, he, what's he mining for? What's he going? It's just this. I was like, what the? <laughs> it's true, though. I mean, and that's the thing that Star Trek always did is like, oh, this is how we showed it that one time. Now they all have to be like this forever. Mm hmm. And that's how Romulans look with the giant uniforms and everything. I mean, I guess you could say the same thing about humans. Yeah. Well, that is true. Yeah, we don't change. But I mean, the yeah, Klingons they're always in there. I think they changed the Klingons quite a bit between TOS and TNG. Oh, yeah. They were like, what makes them work? OK, let's emphasize on that instead of everything that makes them not work. Sure. But, so I do feel like the, the Romulans are improved here. But man, yeah, the gaudy outfits and the giant like <laughs> semi dog collar with the spikes on it and just the shoulder pads making them look like a Minecraft. Kid. Just the texture. See, the texture, too, is like all Section. squares. I was like, geez. But it, it is. Was, it was definitely interesting that way. Yeah, that's why I'm glad that they that they don't or that they adapted. I'm glad that they changed it up a little bit. So it doesn't still look like yeah. that. I mean, they're learning from their mistakes. Like you guys said, uh, season two, three, they're starting to get away from Roddenberry and his influence and some more creative powers are taking control. You can definitely see that in the episodes that are occurring, because even though it is the spinning wheel, I feel like the spinning wheel has double the slots on it than it used to. (laughs) Like, (laughs) Let's explain the spinning wheel. So I I think I sent you guys a meme that was basically like, oh, these are all the same tropes from TOS. Like, oh, they they fight a godlike creature or they fight like a rogue AI or something. So that's that's what David's talking Mm -hmm. about. That's just like this wheel of slots. 
the writers for TNG and it was picks something for that. And it was like, it's an angry yeah. admiral or a godlike like, creature. Shows with them, or Q oh, shows a hologram kills someone or oh, the holodeck kills <laughs> someone again. Yeah. Oh, the man. Goes I to kill everyone again. It turns, off, it turns off the safety protocols. Oh, really? What? <laughs> Damn badgy. Well, there actually is a good holodeck scene in this one too. It actually opens up with they're doing. You thought that was a good one, huh? Okay. Well, no. Okay. Well, first of all, it's Patrick Stewart in heavy makeup doing Shakespeare on Star Trek with himself. Yeah, that's that's so meta. <laughs> yeah. Because well, because David, you know that, that that's Patrick yes, Stewart, right? He was, okay. I, yes, I know who Patrick Stewart is. Thank you. I'm not quite that lost. Um, but yes, and I know he was a Shakespearean actor before he did Star Trek. So yes. But I don't know what play it is. I because I'm not cultured. Henry. Like Henry V or it's Henry V. Yeah. Henry V. Yeah. Okay. I guess I am cultured. I'm a slightly mm, cultured swine. Swine. <laughs> you uncultured swine. But then too, though, is that this is adding to kind of the data Captain Picard, like, oh, your growth is learning about humanity and data heavily gets into the arts. It's like, you know, music and acting. So this is, I mean, they'll, they'll revisit this for years. Yeah. yeah it was I guess when he was, Oh, when he was talking about the human condition and like studying Shakespeare, there was a part of my brain that was like, really? And then I thought about it and I was like, yeah, he covers a lot of very nuanced human uh, things. It's good for data to learn. Yeah. Yeah. Apparently that opening scene was supposed to be uh, him portraying Sherlock Holmes, Mm. but they couldn't couldn't get a legal clearance on it in time. So they switched to uh, Shakespeare. Really? He does it every other episode. Don't they just have like a blanket thing? I, I'm <laughs> guessing not. I don't know. Well, because at this time, I think I think they're well, especially then, because the rights were still there. So the copyright was still went to the to the family mm. of God. Well, I'm spacing on the guy's oh, name who wrote Sir, the books. Sir Arthur Conan Doyle. Yeah, it's yeah, yeah the, and I, and I think they still own the rights. I don't think it's in public domain yet. Um, or some of the characters might be. So they still had to get permission. To, I was going to say, I'm pretty sure I'm Sherlock Holmes was like late 1700s, early 18th century or 19th mm, century. I'm pretty sure no. that's public domain. Google it. I don't, I, that's challenge accepted. <laughs> you think that Sherlock Holmes was written in the 17th century? That's the I, 1600s. Uh, no, no, no. I said, I said early 18th century, 19th century or late 1800s. Yeah. 1887. You're talking about what 130 years ago? Yeah, but I'm copyright sure law is that's weird. Domain. No, because uh, okay, look, copyright law is weird, especially in the U.S. because they change it. And now, at least in in the U.S., I think it it expires 50 years after the death of the creator. Okay, so there's a note on. I know what we're talking about this on it's elementary nine, it's deer. Nine, oh, sorry. Hold on. Let's fill it. There's a note on Elementary Deer data from earlier in the season. At the time of filming, the producers believed that Sherlock Holmes was in the public domain. Mm. After the episode aired, the estate of Sir Arthur Conan Doyle notified Paramount that they still retained a percentage of the rights to the characters and would require a usage fee if the character was used again. So this legal issue delayed s- several other episodes for nearly four years and that, that at that time, an agreement was reached with the estate for the use of the characters in the future episodes that are coming up where Data is Holmes again. Interesting. So it took them nearly four years to come to some sort of an agreement with the estate. So is there so a four-year gap between he portrays Sherlock Holmes? Yeah, because we don't... Um, 
I don't I think it's the actual Holmes character because we get Moriarty. Yeah. Because it's it's it seems like some of the characters from what this is saying, some of the characters the estate still held rights to, but yeah. some of them they didn't were public domain. <laughs> Which is interesting. So I'm looking at the public domain laws online because this is just riveting conversation. We have to continue with this. Um, But (laughs) what is our podcast about? Turns out the the (laughs) longest standard for a copyright term is usually 95 years, which means 1924 is the earliest stuff that's or the latest. Is this American? Is this American copyright law though, or yeah, this is American. No, this is American copyright law. Conan Doyle was British. British copyright laws oh okay okay so here's here's how this is in my brain too um there's a netflix film that came out not long ago called uh uh, anola um anola holmes Um, anola holmes oh yeah the one i haven't watched it yet but it was uh the girl from stranger things right yeah it's the girl from stranger things and it's got henry cavill in it playing sherlock holmes and there were some legal issues because i guess the, the, their estate sued Netflix saying, well, the characters can't act like this because I guess in the original Sherlock Holmes books, um, he was very mean and rude to his niece or, or sister. No, it's a sister, right? I think it's a sister. But uh, I guess – Yeah, and all that's supposed to be the younger sister of, 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 of Holmes. Yeah. Yeah. So I guess in – in the original books, he was very like rude to her, but then in the film, um, he was he's nice to her, and they were saying, well, if he's nice to her, then that comes from these set of stories, and we have rights to those set of stories, but he can't be like this because those are in the, these other set of stories that we don't have rights to. And so it was a he needs to be a thing. dick to her to avoid copyright. Yeah, which is so fucking <laughs> weird because copyright law okay. is fucking weird. If you get oh, weird, it is like yeah. super into it. It's like the whole Spider-Man thing. With like Disney and like, well, you can show his villains, but you can't have him. And then we own the rights to this, so we're going to lease it out. It's it's just it's a whole fucking thing. It's just like that in Star Trek too, where we have like Paramount has some of the rights, and it's like spread around depending on if it was uh, Next Generation or the original series or the movies or which. It's like, yeah. well, and it doesn't all, matter until somebody tries to do lot. something, and then everybody goes, hey, 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 hey. Right. I got my claim. And then nothing gets done cool. because they can't resolve any differences. Yeah. Well, at least now though they've all merged, like uh, a Paramount. Yeah, they've got it all. CBS. Yeah, they've got it all together pretty well now. But, but for that a talks... long time there, it was a clusterfuck. Oh yeah. Well, I mean that explains the whole Tom Paris thing. They wanted it to mm-hmm. be the original character that Robert Duncan McNeil played, but they didn't want to pay royalties to the guy every episode. So they're like, let's just make a new one who's exactly like the other guy. Yeah, he went through the exact same experiences. The that uh right. that uh what's his face went through yeah mm. fucking thing uh, uh, uh lacarno yeah. yeah so it was yeah copyright's a whole weird fucking thing it's i mean well at least yeah. that's understandable because the author created the author of that story that teleplay created that character for that episode right. so at least there you could understand yeah he should get paid for referencing back to a character that he created for oh absolutely episode. oh absolutely so I think it's at, least, at least that's understandable there's a lot of these where you're just looking at it like what why yeah. why because they can because it's it, it's money basically it's, money. it's all yeah. it's all money. Well, that's what it is somebody yeah. makes something everybody goes oh you're gonna make money i want money yeah <laughs> money? um all right back to star trek sorry hey so look if we don't go on some weird fucking tangent about juice or feet or copyright law. <laughs> <then there's something laughs> this show. is not our podcast. Yeah. This is not our. Yeah. Then if you've listened to our podcast, podcast. <laughs> then you know. <laughs> All right. So, um, 
Okay, How so many people do you think the, do we hit those tangents and just hits that skip button like a good eight? Everybody, get back to the normal stuff. We're listening to us at one point five speed or something. I was gonna say, or do you think those people are the ones who are like, oh, good, they're getting off track. Let's hear it. Like, <laughs> we sound like the chipmunks because they're playing us faster. Yeah, sorry, everybody. Um, okay, so the plot continues, you know, again, we're not sure about the, the Romulan and then eventually he, he kind of cracks and he's like, okay, I'm really like an admiral. He's really high up. Um, but what we learn is that he wasn't happy with the Romulans in general. He felt like they were trying to stir shit up and they were going to start a war. And that's, I mean, he's still very, he loves being a Romulan, but he's like, they're just going too far. Um, what we learn eventually though, is that this was all a ruse. There's no, like the, he was given disinformation as like a loyalty test by the Romulans and he got completely fucked over. I have to admit, I did not see that one coming. I like when he was talking about it the whole time, I'm thinking the same thing that Picard essentially says to him when he sits him down and is like, look, you've already committed treason. Like you're, you're here. You either convince us or not. Yeah, yeah, you either tell us what it, we're going to need to stop this war or you don't. You can't like half one foot in and one foot out because the whole time he's like, hey, my motivations and the whole t- I was sitting there going, ah, it's full of shit. He's full of it. This is a plant like there's no way because it just doesn't add up. And I wasn't expecting like, oh, they fed him misinformation to thread them into this, which is smart because he would be able to convince them because technically he is telling the truth. As the lies is it. just yeah. Yeah, true. He was telling the truth back. about the information he had. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So yeah, even like uh, screwed over, even Miss Feelings would be like, he's telling the truth. <laughs> like Miss <laughs> Feelings, <laughs> Jesus. Um, I don't know. Well, <laughs> Miss Feelings. Well, and so he's played um, by James uh, Sloyan, who Sloyan, I mean, yeah. he'll come back and play characters. I think in like in TNG DS Nine and Voyager too. I think. Yeah, he's got like five or six different characters he'll play throughout. The series as we go. But it's interesting too, because it does throw some doubt into him because he's like, Oh, I'm going to defect and tell you all these plans. But then he's like, Oh, by the way, I blew up my shuttle so that you can't strip it and find out all my secrets. Yeah. Yeah. I was like, there's just a general understanding. When you defect, you're giving up like everything. Yeah. You're, you're asking for asylum. You're becoming a part of that. other nation. Yeah. Yeah. What's that? And so I think my, one of my favorite scenes is is a very short scene is where he's in a uh, sick bay uh, kind of getting patched up and Worf is there and, and, and he's like, <laughs> talking to Crusher and he's like, Oh, you, you know a little bit about Romulan phys- physiology. And, he says, and she's like, yeah, I had a recent experience and like side eye at Worf. That look she gives Worf. <laughs> yeah. You're like, cause you let a guy fucking die Worf. Yeah. You let that guy die on my table right here <laughs> where I'm trying to treat this other Romulan. Same table. Exactly. Ass. <laughs> Ass Worf. Well, it is um, funny how everybody treats Worf like a slave. Is it like a common thing throughout the rest of the galaxy that Klingons are either like a part of their own society or slaves to other races? Because it seems slave. to me like, well, Worf no, no, no. Is the only so for Klingon instance, Starfleet. No, I know, but the other day, the other episode with the uh, um, Ferengi. When they came and they're like, have your Klingon slave get us a chair. Which, by the way, I loved that scene where he's like, get us a chair. And he's like, he's not a slave. And they're like, but who gets the chairs? Like, they didn't necessarily <laughs> like, care that he wasn't, but they're just like, but somebody needs to do like. I need a seat immediately. Yeah. And this well, one too, I think he makes a pass. Assholes. Well, no, but I thought in this one he makes a passing reference too to like Worf being some kind of servant or something. So I'm like, is that just normal? Like if the Klingons aren't no. with their own people, they're usually servants. 
No, I think it's a, it's just them throwing shade. Like, oh, you're a Klingon. You're not worth it. So you must be a servant. Kind of just a thing. Just a writer's way to poke fun. Okay. Well, All that right. they don't like him. That and they don't like the Klingon. Klingon. Yeah, to show real fast yeah. that they feel like he's lesser. Right. Yeah. I mean, how else can you get, get across that you don't like someone if you're like, ah, oh, you're a slave. You're you're a piece of shit. Like, that's oh, the easiest way to go. Okay, you're an asshole now. It's effective. I was just curious if it meant something about the galaxy at large or universe at large that we're that no, we're just through. They all hate each other. Nah, they do. Just hate. Yeah. Just sheer hate. <laughs> Lots of hate. Um, good times. Good times. <laughs> so, um, this one actually got me because there's a scene where you know Picard is trying to figure things out and he calls Worf into his office, and then I totally forgot about it for a while. And then later it comes on and he kind of gives Worf this look. He's like, hey, Worf, go take care of that thing. And I'm like, what thing? Like, what are you talking about? And then it comes back. And I'm like, oh, I completely forgot that. Like, so they go into the neutral zone and they get like, they get outnumbered by the Romulans. And he goes, oh, well, by the way, we have, we brought some Klingon ships with us. <laughs> Say hello and to my little friends. Yeah. Yeah. And I was like, oh, I completely forgot about this whole subplot. Like, they, oh, yeah. they totally sucked me in with it. It was subtle enough that when it happened, he was like, Mr. Horf. And I'm like, wait, what? What is he doing? What? Did we? What, what is he? <laughs> and then, yeah, they decloaked. And I'm like, oh, that's right. The only two, like, in the whole Star Trek pantheon that have cloaking is supposed to be the Klingons and the Romulans, right? Yeah. 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 Because the Federation. At least at this sign, time. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because part of the, I think it was the Kittimer Accords, or was it with the Romulans, where they were like, we won't develop the tree cloaking. Of, the Treaty of Algeron. Yeah. Treaty of Algeron. They, that's right. Yeah. When Romulans. we get to a Pegasus, we'll. We'll yeah. deal with that. Um, but yeah, they agreed to not develop a cloak. Uh, that was technology. part of the peace agreement. Yeah. yeah. Um, so he, f- so yeah, they, they do that. We get to see Tom Malak again and, and, and he's, it's appearance I, number two. Yeah. And only in the past couple episodes we got, we, too. Yeah. We got two more to go and we got to wait a long time for him. <laughs> nice. Mm-hmm. Um, so he finds out that basically he, it was a whole, like a loyalty test and, uh, he takes his own life cause he's just like, I gave all this up f- for nothing. Like there was, it was completely thing. pointless. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I have to admit a lot of the times in shows and movies when they have people commit suicide, it doesn't feel justified in a way. Cause it's really tough to like back someone into a corner that bad in yeah. the time frame they usually have. And this one, I was like, I get it. Like he didn't mm. want to do it in the first place and he had one reason to do it. And then he was wrong. He's like, I can't live with this. But. Yep. Yeah. So, I mean, and that's hard. It's, uh, I don't know. It, it happened so quickly too. Like they're just, Oh, can you come to his quarters? And like, Hey, he died. He must've had it on him, which was interesting. I'm like, wouldn't you check him for stuff? But I guess if they're, if they're defecting, you usually have a little bit of courtesy as far as like not searching them for weapons or not, well, not he weapons, showed it. but not searching them for suicide pills or something like that. There was a scene earlier where he pulls this disc out of his boot. That's, that's what it was. Oh, like okay. yeah, that little orange, whatever, whatever. Yeah. A kill me Frisbee. <laughs> something like that. <laughs> I like the scene too, where he's in his um, quarters and he asks for like a cup of water and he says, Oh, give it to me at this t- temperature, like some Romulan nah, nah. scale thing. <laughs> he's like, Oh, yeah. we're only set for, you know, Celsius. I was like, Oh, they have their own measuring system for temperatures and like math, Yeah, which is just cool. I just glad I, I just like that. They added that in there, that it's not just some standard because they could have taken the easy way out. And, and he just says like, you know, Celsius. But like no, they yeah. actually just created a whole mathematical unit. 
Those little details like, oh, is always okay. what makes things extra cool in whether it's Star Trek or anything else like that tells you a thought was put into it and yeah. it helps to develop a whole universe involved. So, yeah, it that was, was kind of cool. And even when he's like, oh, I suppose you can't make Romulan ale. And he's they're like, well, we don't know all the stuff about your planet. And I'm like, bullshit. I've seen him <laughs> drink Romulan ale. You have it. You could make the chemical component like <laughs> it's true because TOS had it. They could totally break like TOS like, always talked about how it was. Yeah. TOS always talked about how it was illegal. So I'd be wouldn't be surprised if you can't replicate it. But then again, they're supposed to have this like weird O'Doul's alcohol that gets replicated. Right. That doesn't make you drunk. It just, <laughs> O'Doul's. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, it only makes well, near beer. <laughs> maybe the computer won't do it because it is illegal. Like, oh, you can't program that. It's like something. I don't know. Sorry. Yeah, because it was it was one of the other crew members that says like, oh, we don't know much about your planet. It wasn't the computer. So I'm like, oh, maybe the computer is like, no, I'm not making that for you. But <laughs> I like, like to oh, I could probably do that. Yeah. <laughs> Some of the like small stuff I like, like in this one, you know, he doesn't talk directly to Starfleet. They're like, oh, there's a a two hour transmission time gap i'm like yes that's true because it's not instantaneous communication like you're just too far out i like yeah, to get all the way from the neutral zone yeah yeah and they yeah. did that in tos too i i just like when it comes back up that's all well that's, yeah because i mean obviously their their transmissions would travel faster than standard radio frequencies but i think when we do like the mars mission there's a 10 and a half minute gap or something between control sent and what changes like imagine trying yeah. to do that like okay let's wait if the rover's heading for a cliff you're like well if it's less than 10 minutes we're fucked or whatever it is yeah yeah but you basically just can't of, have it constantly running like <laughs> yeah one of my favorite books and movies is the martian mm. and yeah. that's that's like the best part <laughs> they're sitting there at mission control in houston and there's like they're just like well what should we be doing and they're like, there's not a damn thing we can do. By the time we would get a message to them, this whole thing is over. It takes three minutes to do this launch. Yeah. <laughs> so he's what? either dead or he's alive, and we can't do a thing about it. Have either of you guys either heard of or seen Avenue 5? I've watched a couple episodes, yeah. Oh, that is, I highly recommend that show. But one of the best parts is they have <laughs> this delay, and I think it's a 10-minute delay but talking between mission control on earth and the ship and the guy who like owns the ship just doesn't understand that. So every time they say something, he's immediately trying to respond. <laughs> yeah. He's like, fix it. Like, fix it. Like, you can't fix it. Yeah. You're trying to get him. Josh I thought Dan it doesn't work doesn't on that. doesn't understand shit. delays. <laughs> and then of course, like horrible stuff happens in those 10 minute gaps. And like, <laughs> yeah. every side is trying to react to it. it was, it's very funny. Go watch it. It is dark humor, but it's really funny. Yeah. Is it Netflix or what is it? Oh, I think HBO. it was HBO. HBO. So it's, it's on Max or just normal HBO. Um, all right, so he he dies. You can add him to the kill tracker. Yay! Yay! What's interesting One dead too, Romulan coming that's out. That's right. Um, while David's doing that, there's a scene, and I think people quote this when Picard came out, because when Picard comes out, the uh, the show, not the character, um, you know, uh, the Romulan came this, out. Sorry, did. We haven't seen Picard yet in Star Trek. What are you talking about? No, no, no. Um, one of the big subplots was that how Romulans are like, oh, have you never noticed how Romulans never got into dealing with AI because we don't like because we don't like technology, we don't like the Borg, all that kind of stuff. But then, and people kept referencing a scene in this episode where he goes up to Data, he's like, oh, I've, I know a bunch of you know cyberneticists who would love to get their hands on you, and people were like, that's not mm-hmm. right because they don't like you know AI, and you're like. Dude, it was written 30 years before the show. Like, just well, don't fucking make a thing of it. Not even 
not even that, you have an entire society of people. So even though, yeah, as a whole, they may not like it, there's going to be outliers who are black sheep and like cybernetics and stuff. Cool. So, And I think you know, knows a few. Yeah. Well, and just to create a spaceship, you probably need to know about computing and AI and, and you know, some of that shit. Well, yeah, I mean, just all the stuff that they have running on the Enterprise at all time, you'd have to have some kind of semi-sentient computer something. running some of the stuff in order to do it yeah. um, or something that would closely resemble it, even if it's algorithms and so on. Like you can't just stay away from it completely. Otherwise you just don't achieve space travel. It'd be sure, the space so. version of like somebody sitting on a raft and just paddling. <laughs> <laughs> paddling <in space>. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So what it. does that bring our kill count up to? Oh, righty. Updating our kill tracker. Do, 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 do. <laughs> That's why um, I did the whole spiel about that, so that you could tabulate. Yes, tabulate. Do, 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 do. Tabulating. Tempany, please. So that brings Got us to 2,446 <laughs> TNG deaths added to 1,650 TOS deaths for a total of 4,116 dead people. Wow. I approve. I see dead people. <laughs> um, I don't know. What do you guys think of this one overall? I like it. I, yeah. I like the opening scene with the Shakespearean acting and stuff. And it's, it's great because that, that same trope kind of reoccurs throughout the series mm-hmm. and it, and it's just great. And it's so meta seeing Picard playing a, or I should say Patrick Stewart playing a character in Henry V. Meanwhile, his other character on the show is directing himself playing this character. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, it's just it's just great, and he's such and he's such a well known Shakespearean actor. Uh, I thought it was really appropriate for him. Yeah, one of my favorite. I don't know if you guys ever remember this, but um, I think him, uh, Patrick Stewart, and David Tennant were doing. Uh, fuck, not a fellow. Oh, okay. <laughs> I. I I'm okay with that. I'm okay. No, they were doing a play <laughs> in the West End, or it was oh, shit. It's it's not Othello. Uh, 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 Hamlet. They were doing so. Hamlet. I'm like, sorry, okay. I'm like I'm Hamlet. Sorry. Othello. Um, <laughs> oh, we could go through no. a lot before yeah, we get the <laughs> They were doing Hamlet, and then they actually ended up doing a a televised version. Like they made a they you know it's it's the complete Hamlet a plot, but they kind of spun it in like a more modern sense too. Like they added technology to it, but anyways, and this, it, it aired several years ago, but that's like my favorite Hamlet to, is to watch that, to watch David Tennant and Patrick Stewart do Hamlet. That was amazing. That's been one of the better things about, uh, lockdown over this past years, Picard, Picard, (laughs) Patrick Stewart, uh, like reading a sonnet, a Shakespearean sonnet every day. And then posting it on social media. Yeah. Does does he still do that, or did he stop a while back? No, he stopped for something. Well, he's been shooting uh, a Picard. Well, yeah. Now he's on. Now he's working. But yeah. <laughs> but yeah, especially during this first, I don't know. He probably did it for a while. A good six months solid, and it was so. every day he was reading a different sonnet. So it was, it was really good. Right on. David, what's your take on this episode? No, yeah, I I did like this one. I'm not usually a huge fan of the tie Shakespeare into the whole Star Trek thing because they like to do it. I think Sherlock Holmes fits a little bit better when they do that. Um, Try to bring something old in. Um, But this does fit a bit, you know, talking about Henry V and how he's a king among his men and he's hiding himself to try and find out what they mean. 
Um, mm-hmm. And Picard ties that really well into his crew. And he's like, yeah, I can't just put on a different outfit and pretend to be a part of the crew and try to find out what they mean. People have to tell me. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, yeah, some twists and turns. The Even the CG with the Romulans wasn't terrible. Um, the ship design was neat. Uh, I didn't notice so much that the ship design on the scout ship was that much different than their normal stuff. But um, it was interesting. I'd say seven and a half on the Devo meter. This okay. one definitely Good. did have a problem holding my interest. And then, yeah, the the Klingon twist at the end, I was like, oh, that makes sense. And oh, yeah, they are allies. Like, that's yeah. what being allies comes into benefit with. They'd be like, sure, we'll follow you cloaked into the thing because it's a chance for battle. And like, mm-hmm. <laughs> mm. like, I guarantee you at the end when the Romulans back down, the Klingons are like, oh, come on. <laughs> <Probably>. <laughs> like, <laughs> They're like, let me just do one shot. Yeah, let me just hit him once. Let me hit him one time. <laughs> Okay. Nice. Um, yeah. Almost, almost. That's the only thing I think it was missing a little bit. Would have been a. It would have been neat to see a little from the Klingon crew that was there. But yeah, they don't. Show I get it. All. That's a whole another batch of cost for an episode. Is now you got to do another mm-hmm. sets for people and the True. whole nine. So yeah, I really did uh, enjoy this one. It was. It was good. Okay. Yeah, I think it was a, a good one overall. I like. You know, it's a bit of like moral. Uh, decisions to make like do you trust them do you not trust them and then it's just like you know which ties into society and you know our adversaries and, and all that so um i thought it was good i like this episode it, it's a good one um all right i think we've said all we came to say about this one right probably i don't know no i like I think, it i think this dead horse has been beaten enough yes oh one last thing. Um, there's a scene where they're kind of interrogating him. It's Riker and Troy. Um, and it's just one of those scenes where we, we just get to see weird random parts of the ship. Like for no, like I don't, it's not like an interrogation room. It's just, it's just a weird part of the ship that we, I don't think we ever see again, but I like seeing weird parts of the ship. Mm. I'm to see more in the next one. Ship. Yeah. It was interesting too, for an interrogation. It was very, uh, light. Like, <laughs> they were just like, tell mm. us what you know. And he's like, no. And they're like, tell us, please. Please. He's like, no. <laughs> please, and he's, okay. All right, I sense all that you're being <laughs> deceiving. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But good, good one overall. All right. All right. I, that's it for us. Um, Dave, take it away, sir. All righty. Yeah, check us out at nerdtrickpodcast.com where we got links to all of our social medias. You can see all of our smiling faces at the Meet the Nerd section and check out our sexy headshots. And wherever you're listening to this is a place where bots are casted. Uh, and you could go there and give us a five-star rating and review and we'll read it out over the air. Uh, so do that. That'd be fun. Fantastic. Nice. That is it for us, everyone. Thank you again for listening. We always appreciate it. Uh, and we'll catch you on the next one. Bye, everybody. Laters.